Wean dog, you ready? You we you ready? Wag your tail if you're ready. Alright, you ready. Sadie dog, you ready? Just lie there like a bump on a log if you're ready. Alright, you ready. Alright, everybody. Hey, it's the Elemental Podcast. With me, your house, Stu McAllister, failed comedian. Thank you so much for listening in on this podcast on Monday, June 8th, 2020, 4.40 in the p.m. I hope it's been a good Monday for you. I'm going to be solo amigo today. Jamie is indicating that she is stressed with work. And it, it's it's funny to me because she seems way more stressed with work now that she's only been working from home. She doesn't actually meet with anybody. She only talks with people on the phone or Zoom. And uh, she is feeling more stressed. And I'm only assuming it's dumb paperwork shit because I know that was always the worst part of social work. Part of the reason why I never want to fucking do it again. So it's dumb. Insurance shit. Fucking uh, reports. Just fucking awful. Nothing nothing ever gets done. And uh, just thinking about it quickly, it kind of reminds me all of the shit now with people talking about defunding police organizations. And uh, I have a problem with that. The the concept is police will get less money and more money will go towards other things, whether it's uh, mental health issues, substance abuse issues, education, things like that, which I am uh, 100% cool with. My biggest problem is, uh, I guess I'm not really cool with the terminology. I am not cool with uh, the word defunding. Because I just wanted to make sure that I was getting it correctly. Because everybody's like, we got to defund the police. Defund the police. So I want to make sure, because in my brain, I'm like, defunding means you are no longer giving money to whatever organization you could be like defund social work defund hospitals defund whatever i'm like all right well what does that mean and uh what it means is to prevent from continuing to receive funds and that is the dictionary term for defund defunding prevent from continuing to receive funds. So now if you defund the police and they're no longer getting funds, there ain't going to be no more police. Nobody's working for free. I don't see anyone fucking being a cop for free. You know, become some sort of fucking guardian angels organization. Fucking Curtis Sliwa and his fucking red beret out there fucking trying to stop people with his kung fu. And I'm, I'm going to tell everybody out there right now, that is, uh, that's a fucking awful, awful decision. You, you cannot defund, maybe you scale back, maybe you don't fucking have cops 
with uh, military-grade weapons, military-grade vehicles. All right? You need cops. I hate to say it, everybody. You need cops. And I just know that from my recent brush in dealing with people uh, with domestic violence issues this past week. Uh, If you guys don't know, I talked about it on the Patreon. If You can go listen to that if you want. This past week, uh, too many instances of domestic violence. And who the fuck are you going to call? Some dude's beating the fuck out of a chick. Who are you fucking calling? You're going to call a social worker? Get the fuck out of here. Social worker's not going to want to deal with that bullshit. Social worker's going to deal with the bullshit of the woman being abused and trying to get her out of the situation. They're not going to want to deal with the motherfucker who did all the abuse. You, you put that piece of shit in a fucking cell and then maybe you give him some therapy. But fuck me, man. You know, as a white guy with privilege, I've probably had more instances of needing police officers than a lot of people. And uh, to say that we need to defund them and, and get rid of it is, is strange. So, uh, if people are telling me that, no, Stu, we're just uh, pulling back, maybe reconsider the use of the word defunding. Because in my brain, again, like I just said, it mean, defunding means to take away, not provide anymore. So, whatever. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what these organizations do. Uh, These cities like Minneapolis apparently is looking to disband their uh, police force. It'll it'll be interesting to see. I'm all for better education of police officers. I'm all for better training of police officers. I'm all for accountability. You know, have, have these cameras on them. You know, the body cams on everybody. Always on. No fucking excuses. I mean, hell, half the time the body cam ain't working, but someone else has got a fucking camera going on their goddamn iPhone. And uh, that's, I mean, that's a positive thing. Hold everybody accountable. It's going to be something we're going to talk about here in a hot minute. But, uh, yeah. Hopefully your day is going better than Mindstar. Mindstar right off the bat with nonsense Jamie got up she's downstairs she lets Sadie dog outside she's getting food for the the, the dogs and the cats wean dog's still up with me and uh, I just hear all sorts of squawking outside and all of a sudden I hear Jamie yelling at Sadie come on inside and I hear all these birds just squawking. I'm like, Jamie's yelling. And so I'm like, all right, I got to get downstairs. So I run downstairs. And by this time, Jamie had gotten Sadie Dog inside. And what I thought it was, because we have a large herd of blue jays. I don't know what you call a group of blue jays, but there's at least uh, three to five adult blue jays that uh, are regularly seen in our backyard and i just thought because i know blue jays can be kind of they can be aggressive i just thought they were dive bombing sadie dog 
But I was wrong. Apparently Sadie dogs, even though she's old lady Sadie, has still got a killer instinct in her. And apparently there was a uh, blue jay nest somewhere. And apparently one of the little birds fell out of the nest and it was in the backyard. And apparently Sadie got a hold of it. And I was like, oh man, I didn't see any of it. Jamie did. That's why I wish Jamie was here to tell the story, to give it life. But, uh, so I, so she's telling me this, and I, I, I just assumed Sadie killed the bird, right? You got a big old dog, and you got a little tiny bird. Someone's going to die. Someone's going to die. But the bird was still out there, and I go look at it, and it's it's a young blue jay and it's attempting to fly away and um i just let it be i didn't touch it i didn't do nothing to it it kind of skittered over to the side of the lawn where there's kind of some brush that it can be in the shade and be a little more protected i mean our whole backyard is fenced so nothing's really going to get in the backyard other than like squirrels and birds and our own pets our cats don't ever go outside so it's just the dogs and all the mamas and the papa blue jays are all fucking having a hissy fit. So we just kept the dogs inside and, you know, I went not about a half hour ago. I saw the thing it was still kind of flutting around. I thought maybe it had finally got its shit together and was able to fly away or whatever. I, I don't know if its wing is broken or what. All very awful. Jamie's all upset. Fucking woman. You guys know what I'm talking about. So the dogs are now, uh, they're on house arrest. They are not allowed outside in the backyard, although I do have a little, uh, one of those spikes that you kind of twist into the ground and you can attach a leash to it, a line to it. So I attached Sadie to that so she could be outside, but she doesn't, there's not enough, slack on the rope to let her get to where the bird is so wean dog doesn't really like going outside unless she's got a pee anyway so no, no one gives a shit the dogs are fine the dogs are fine hopefully the bird will be fine figure out tomorrow tuesday tomorrow fuck christ if it's still out there flutting around i don't know what the hell am i supposed to do with it right i mean i'm not gonna kill it but I don't know if the fucking there would be a uh, no. There's a nature preserve, the Blanford Nature Preserve around here. They f- take hurt animals. I, I follow them on Facebook. There's always posts about a fucking possum got hurt and can someone get it? And then the f- there's you know an owl got hurt. Can someone get it? And bring it over. I mean I don't know if they would deal with a baby blue jay or not. Jamie's been all mad about it because it's, they're always chasing the squirrels in the backyard. And now we now we know probably the squirrels are getting too damn close to the nest. You know, so she's like, I hate these blue jays. But now she's all fucking bent out of shape because the one baby blue jay is not doing so hot. But what? I mean, that's life. That's life. So I took the two dogs over to Pet Supplies Plus today. Because they both stank. 
These two motherfucking dogs got that stank going on. And uh, it's always a, a process for sure. I don't, you know, I suppose I could do it at home, but then it just becomes a process here of getting them downstairs in the basement. We got a, a big old basin tub that we use or have used in the past. And then the shampoo and the towels and everything else and the dogs all fucking hate it. So I'm like, it's just easier to go to Pet Supplies Plus. They got a fucking dog bathing, dog washing uh, station. So I get them in there. I'm the only one in there. There's like six stations, but I'm the only one there using them. I got my mask on because it's a sore where you're supposed to wear a mask. And thankfully, everyone seemed to be wearing a mask. So I, I get the dogs in there, do it one at a time. And uh, Wean Dog is generally the more anxious dog. It's very strange. She's a very anxious dog, but when it comes to taking the bath, she's much better than Sadie. Sadie just fucking hates it for whatever reason. So they have this thing where you, you, you pick up the dog... The, the station's probably about, I don't know, three feet high. You got them on that. And they got this little, like, fucking noose on the wall where you put around the dog's neck. Uh, and essentially, it's just like a collar to hold them in place. But it's really fucking weird. I've, I'm always fearful, like, if the dog takes one wrong move, it can fall off the station and just, like, hang itself there. it's I'm sure it can't. I'm sure they've done enough studies and testing and trials on it that it couldn't happen and i imagine you'd have to be a pretty fucking awful dog owner to to leave your dog there in this fucking noose but whatever so you you, you turn the water on and i'm turning the water on and i had it in the thing and uh before i could even get at it it's just squirting all over the place it's fucking got me and they got aprons there that you can wear and i'm a fucking moron and didn't put on one first so i'm a little wet water squirting everywhere and then they got all these shampoos that you can use so i shampoo them down do a couple the couple rinses on them shampoo rinse and then i did it again i used a different kind of conditioner so they're all nice and smooth, right? They fucking hate it too because they hate, they got a blow dryer that you can use. And these blow dryers look like when you go to those, uh, uh, those self-service car washes and then you can pull out and then they got like vacuums there. Or you can vacuum out your car if you want. They look like that, but instead of sucking, they're blowing. Instead of sucking, they're blowing. And so the dogs hate that because it's all noisy and they don't really like the hot air being blown on them and, and their face and everything. They got all fucking frantic. And uh, they got, an for some reason, there's an electrical switch that's not near the thing. And so there's, there were two switches where I was. And I, so I flipped one, but it was in the other station. So the thing's like flip-flopping everywhere and the fucking nozzle comes off because it smashed the ground i'm like it's a comedy of errors and i'm just grateful that nobody was there to see me and my ineptness i'm surprised an employee didn't come over and wasn't like what the fuck are you doing are you 
a moron? I said, it doesn't work like this. And I was like, well, yes, I am a moron, and I'm completely aware it's not supposed to work like this, but what, what are you going to do? So I uh, get them all clean, get them, uh, get them into the car. They had some weird deal, too, though. Like, I guess it was like 10 bucks each to wash these dogs, which to me that seemed a little pricey. But I guess you're paying for convenience, like I didn't have to clean up the towels or provide any of the shampoo or any of that shit. But then they're like, yeah, hey, if you buy a punch card, you get five washes for 25 bucks. So I was like, all right. So I mean, to me, that's like you, you buy two and a half, you get two and a half for free. It fucking completely seems worth your while. Like, I'm going to give you, like, I'll just pay 20 bucks or I give you 25 and then I can, uh, I'll get three more washes. Yeah, that makes sense. It seemed kind of weird. And the lady's like, yeah, we're really not supposed to push it, but it just makes sense. And I'm like, yep, you are a hundred percent okay. And then I had a coupon. You guys ever get them coupons? You used coupons. Jamie hates when I say coupons. She, I guess she's supposed to say coupons. I like coupons. You got your coupon? You got your coupon? Whatever. They emailed me a fucking gift card thing because it was Bad Larry's birthday. And so Bad Larry gets a $5 toy of his choosing. And you don't take fucking cats into the pet store. That's nuts. If you take your cat to the pet store, you're crazy. Still haven't seen Crazy Cat Lady across the street. Talked about that on the Patreon as well. But, um, so I use it to get a toy, and then I just give it to the Humane Society. Because these dogs and cats that we own, they don't give a fuck about any toy we've ever given them. They'll use it like once or twice. The only ones that the cats have ever cared about, they love the fucking lasers. The laser pointers... They go fucking crazy. Even sometimes Sadie or a wean dog will fucking chase the laser pointer. So that's the only thing. So you just give it away. You give it to the Humane Society. And then maybe there's a dog who's in fucking dog prison who will appreciate it more than these two fucking bums. So that was my morning, everybody. That was good morning. Good, good fucking morning. Not a good way to start your Monday, but whatever. It's a nice hot day. Took him for walks. It was all right. It was all right. Not too shabby. So let's get in the A-hole of the day. Oh. Uh, Jason, uh, normally third party of this podcast. He's not here. We're still doing social distancing. So he will send in me links to a-holes of the day-oh. And uh, he sent some good ones today. First guy here is a fucker from Texas. In Texas, they got some big old a-holes. And this a-hole is from McAllen, Texas. And what he did is he was mad about protesters, right? A lot of people get mad about these black live protesters and they think they're everybody's gonna riot everybody gonna riot 
but this one didn't seem to fall under that. It just seemed to fall under people were kind of protesting, right? I've had a lot of, lot again, a lot of stuff covered on the uh, Patreon this past week about Black Lives Matters and uh, why I support it. This guy does not support it. His name is Daniel Penna. He's 44 years old. And he's mad. He's mad. Because he saw people protesting in downtown McAllen. And uh, what he did is he was, it looked like he was in a truck. And he got out of that truck. And uh, he got some, he took something out of the truck with him. And he started yelling at the protesters. And he took the thing that he had with him. And uh, he cranked it up. And he was acting real threatening. And what he cranked up was a good old fucking chainsaw, everybody. So this guy is the Texas chainsaw protester, I guess. Um, and there is a, a link to, uh, there's video of it. You know, again, everybody's got a fucking camera on their phone. I'm always stunned when people do dumbass shit. When everyone and their mom's got a fucking iPhone or whatever. And they're going to rip it out, and they're going to record you acting like a fucking idiot. So uh, so they did. Their little 30-second clip here, everybody. Er, buddy. And I want to make sure I can play this for you. And I make sure we got it. And I'm going to crank up the volume. And uh, here we go. He gets out of his truck. And here we go. Hopefully. Come on. Give it to me. Right now. Come on, I played you earlier. Let's do this. Here we go. And um, he's, they're all just on a sidewalk. And they're all just in front of, like, businesses. And this is the middle of the day, too. It's probably, I don't know, somewhere between, like, noon and 4 o'clock. This is not, it is not dark out or nothing. There's a lot of people on, on the sidewalk with him. It's not even like they're blocking traffic or anything. Very strange, but this guy's mad as fuck. And it's weird, too. In the video, uh, they blurred out his face. Now, I don't know why they blurred out his face, because uh, you're in a public, uh, public spot, and anybody can record you. Remember that, everybody. If you're out in a public spot, people can fucking record you. Don't be dicks. But here we go. Now, he must be swearing a whole lot because they also bleep him a ton. They, they block out a lot, too. So I don't know if he's saying names of people or if he's calling them cunts and fuck faces or what, but it's interesting. I mean, it sounds like an Andrew Dice Clay bit they're trying to play on the radio or some shit. So that's it. So pretty much he went and he was uh, threatening people with it. Clearly you don't walk down a sidewalk uh, with the chainsaw going, uh, you know, nonchalantly. You're not like taking your chainsaw for a walk. You got it on a leash and it's like, fuck you, dude. Uh, so he uh, he's in jail, I guess. He's charged with assault and four counts of deadly conduct, two Class A misdemeanors. His bond is set at $17,000. Uh, 
The mayor of McAllen said, uh, we will not tolerate such conduct in our city of McAllen. We apologize to the protesters that were threatened by him. This is not what we do or who we are. So, uh, fucking there you go. Daniel Penna, 44. You piece of shit. I wonder what he would have done if someone actually challenged him, right? If someone was like, ah, I'm not about this life, bitch. I'm not about being threatened by a fat fuck with a chainsaw on a sidewalk. Now, if someone had like a bat or something with them or a fucking, uh, I don't know, a hockey stick or a flagpole or some shit. And they're like, oh, come on, bitch. Let's see what your Husqvara does against my Louisville slugger. And uh, the chainsaw would probably win. Maybe that's why you take an aluminum bat with you, everybody. You take that aluminum bat and you go, bing, bing, right off his fucking head. We'll see. I, I wonder too. I bet you this is not again not the first time this guy's been in trouble with the law. He reminds me of fucking the uh, Salt Lake City Green Arrow dude. Just another guy using a weird fucking weapon to try to keep the peace. <laughs> I'm mad about shit. I gotta go do something. Where's my bow and arrow? Uh, and that the you know, Salt Lake City Green Arrow dude had a uh, laundry list of prior charges. So I bet you Mr. Pena, Daniel Pena, has probably got some charges too. This is not the first time uh, he's been in trouble with the law. I'm sure he's got a laundry list of anger management issues. So maybe that's where you start defunding the police, get him some fucking counseling, and uh, get him to the gym too. He was fat as fuck. All right, a-hole of the day number two. Oh, from my favorite state, Florida. God damn. God bless you, Florida. You provide us with so much entertainment because your residents are so dumb. So dumb. And uh, she's an a-hole of the day. And the person who wrote this article uh, is also uh, Brian Nemitz. He is also a candidate for a-hole of the day uh, because he starts right off the article with a pun. Uh, I fucking hate puns. wordplay shit like this I hate it sorry I I just do Uh, he wrote she was booked for burglary and uh, that's when Brian um, he should have gotten a fucking chainsaw to the head for that Uh, that's when I wish Danny Pena was there and uh, told him to go home and then chainsaw that guy Uh, the reason why he said she was booked for burglary is because she uh, this woman, what is her name here? Uh, Tanya Cordero. Uh, she apparently took a burger and smashed it in her boyfriend's face. And for whatever reason, everybody, I don't know why, she spent three months in jail for battering her boyfriend. This happened back in October. And uh, she went to jail for three months for that. How, how the fuck do you get three months in jail for that now i don't know maybe this woman also has priors i'm sure she probably does Uh, i'm gonna reveal to you guys pretty quick she probably white trash um because she her boyfriend her mom and her four kids all live in a trailer down there uh in largo florida (laughs) 
so you got uh, seven people living in a trailer. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I've been in some trailers, uh, even double wides. Uh, you don't want to have seven people in a double wide. Uh, I'm sure you don't want seven people in this fucking home. But uh, this happened back in October. They got mad. Uh, she smashed the burger in the dude's face. They were arguing over a window, whether the window was open or closed. So, uh, what she did is she said, uh, she hoped the boyfriend would choke on the burger and she shoved it in his face, even to the point where apparently there was some hamburger in the dude's ear. Now, uh, I mean, that's some serious shoving of hamburger in the face. What a waste of a fucking burger, you stupid bitch. I mean, I haven't eaten meat in like a year and a half, but still, I recognize the fact that it's a waste. And if you got seven people living in a trailer, you probably don't have a ton of money. You probably don't have a ton of money to waste like that. So uh, I don't know why that's in the news now, because that happened back in October. She spent her three months in jail, so she's been out for a while. But she is a hole of the day. Oh, number two. So we got the um, Texas Chainsaw uh, protester and uh, or anti-protester, I guess. Texas Chainsaw anti-protester. And then we got the uh, Florida burger bitch. Who's the bigger a-hole? I am going to say, uh, and I think it's pretty obvious everybody uh it's pretty obvious that it is uh the first guy the fuck the fucking texas chainsaw anti-protester he is the bigger a-hole because he took a fucking chainsaw and was threatening people with it and yelling at people who were peacefully protesting they weren't looting they weren't stopping traffic they weren't doing a fucking thing now i don't know how big McAllen, texas is uh i imagine it's relatively small I mean, Texas is a big state. They got a, you know, there's big cities like Dallas and Houston. San Antonio's relatively big. Fort Worth, I guess, is okay, but the rest of it's fucking Podunk, man. Podunk Hill Billy. So I'm going, I'm going with that fucker, Daniel Penna. You're the a-hole of the day, in my book. Uh, talk about uh, the cameras and stuff. I uh, had a little conversation, a little going back and forth with uh, my, my good buddy Graham Van Bach. Good old Graham Van Bach. He is uh, now living in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Good old Tucson. And uh, the, re the reason I was going back and forth with him is because in uh, Tucson, Tucson, Arizona, uh, apparently, they came up with a, a law there, legislation there, saying that it was now illegal to film police officers. Now, uh, I, I don't know what you're thinking, everybody, but I'm thinking bullshit, right? Because, um, uh, again, I said earlier, if you're in public, you can fucking record anybody. All right, it's it's public spot. I'm gonna sit on a park bench and fucking film everything if I want. But uh, good old Tucson uh, city manager or councilman or whatever, they were like, "Fuck that shit." We fucking believe in fascism, 
And uh, we're going to say no to that. No, you can't film. And it is a crime if you do. And uh, clearly everybody uh, shit hit the fan. And uh, everybody's like, fuck you and fuck your mom. And who was it? Ice, Ice T of all people tweeted about it. He's like, I'm never playing Tucson again until this shit gets taken care of. And uh, as I was going back and forth with Graham, I was like, who in their right mind thought this was a good idea, right? Who thinks not allowing private citizens to film the police, is that's a great idea. We should, we should not allow that to happen. It's, it's fucking crazy. By letting people film the police, it holds the police accountable. It gives evidence to prosecutors. And maybe if shit's going wrong, then it gets given evidence to the fucking defense attorney. All right? You, you film the shit. You would think as a cop, I would want someone to film it in case someone was saying some bullshit about me that I fucking, I punched them or I was too aggressive with them or whatever. Hey, uh, look at this video that this guy took on his fucking uh, Samsung Galaxy. On his fucking uh, Blackberry. Here we go. Look at this. Look at this. I didn't do any of that shit. So I'm going back and forth with Graham. And, you know, clearly he's in agreement with me because he's a smart, smart man. And uh, then we just talked about it. I told him, I said, that, that I want you to make a YouTube channel where you just film cops in Tucson. That's all you're doing. That's all it is. I mean, there's nothing, anything going on. Like you're just filming cops. They're at a fucking uh, coffee shop getting coffee and you're just filming them. Like that's just fucking dumb, innocuous stuff. Cops in Tucson. And then he was thinking about maybe him dressing up as a cop and pretending to be a cop. And it would be funny, but then I just see fucking problems coming from that. Cops getting mad that he's dressing up as a cop, and then it'd probably be fighting me. You're dressing up as a cop. You're impersonating a police officer. It'd be horseshit like that. But it's fun to talk about. It's super, super fun to talk about, everybody. But uh, I'm gonna encourage you. If any of you guys ever see cops doing something dumb, fucking film away. Right? Film the fuck away. Have it. If you can prevent cops from doing something stupid, I would encourage you to do that first. Fuck. I saw, I, got, I don't like perseverating on this shit, but I just saw a, uh, a meme, and I don't like getting my information from memes. But it was an interesting one if it was factual. It talked about um, police forces in three Scandinavian countries. And it talked about the education that they needed uh, to become a police officer. Now, they talked about how to become a police officer, you need like two years of education. Now, I don't know. What, what does that mean? Does it mean like you're two years into like a police academy? Is that correct? Or is it like I have two years of college of uh, criminal justice studies? I went to like and I got my associate's degree. Is it that? Like, I, they weren't very specific about what that was, but they talked about the education of police officers in the Scandinavian countries and how it related to how many um, deaths caused by officers occurred. And, and clearly the numbers were always very, very low. And then it talked about how uh, cops in America 
the ed ed education. Oops, sorry. I got a fucking... Sorry, I'm blanking this shit. Bye, bitch. Maybe? There we go. Where police officers in America get very little training, very little education before they're sent out into the world. And, and, and let's talk about it, too. Uh, you could probably combine all of the Scandinavian countries there are. What is it? Sweden, Finland, Norway, Denmark. All right. I think that's the four Scandinavian countries. You could probably add up their populations. And uh, it's probably not even the complete population of California would be my guess. So clearly population small. Clearly they have different laws concerning things like uh, guns as well. So I don't think it's necessarily just education. Although I'll be the first one to say, fuck yeah, I'd rather have my cops be smarter. I remember when I was in high school, it was clearly a fucking long, long time ago. We, we still fucking, uh, we, we, we had tablets, everybody. And when I say tablets, I mean stone tablets. And we had to chisel our notes into them. That's how fucking long ago I graduated high school. But I took a class in high school, sociology class. And part of what we talked about uh, was, was the legal system. I remember in that classroom, we went to a courthouse in Buffalo. We went to fucking uh, Attica, the prison, Attica. And, uh, you know, so interesting stuff like that. And we talked about the education of police officers. And, and at the time, it was amazing to me. They were like, well, how many years of education do, do police officers have? And the average was 12.2. Uh, so it was pretty much, it was 12 years of, of school through high school. They're high school graduates. And then like an extra two months. So it wasn't even like they had an associate's degree. It wasn't anything. It was just these guys. Fucking, hey, uh, I got nothing else going on. I'll fucking be a cop. And is that, I mean, do you really want, I mean, that's the kind of person you want fucking flipping your burger or bagging your groceries, maybe. That's not the kind of person that you want out and about in the community investigating crimes and having to deal with people. You want to educate these people on how to de-escalate situations, how to talk with mentally ill people, how to talk with agitated people. So if any of you guys are cops, I don't know if I got any people, any, any listeners who are cops. But if any of you guys are cops, let me know. Fuck, tell me what the education system is like. I'm very curious about it. Because again, I'm not faulting cops. I guess I just fault the grander system of it all. I had more conversations with my high school buddy, again, thing I talked about on, on the Patreon. He wanted to call me again yesterday, and I had this conversation with him, and again, it's more like Black Lives Matter and bigger society issues and, and how do we make things better. And I used a phrase with him that he had never heard, and fuck, it's so goddamn common in the social work field, and I could have... He was so unaware of it that I could have conned him and told him I created the idea. I came up with this saying. I made this slogan. And I'm, I'm, I was very shocked to hear that he had not heard of it because I talked with him. He's like, how do you fix shit? And I said to him, I said, well, this is how you do it because he likes talking about politicians and things like that. And I said, this is what you do, man. You, uh, you think globally and you act locally. 
and uh, that blew his fucking mind. He had never heard of that. Hopefully you guys have heard of that. I don't think that's a very uncommon expression, but he is a uh, almost a 50-year-old man and had never heard of the term. And, and so he's like, what does that mean? I said, well, <clears throat> what it means is you're trying to think of the bigger picture, but instead of attacking the bigger picture, you're attacking the smaller world around you. Now, you and I and everybody else, if we're actually going to kind of create any kind of change, it needs to be done on a local level. And that local level is where you can make uh, legislation and things of that nature. Now, I can, I can get a hold of the mayor of Grand Rapids. Like, I know her. I can get a hold of uh, city commissioners. I can probably get a hold of uh, state legislators. Am I going to get a hold of the governor? Probably not. Am I going to get a hold of the president? Absolutely fucking not. Am I going to get a hold of one of the senators? I can go fuck myself. That's not going to happen. So you think locally. And then if things continue to work locally, things will catch on and become a greater thing. Like if something works within your city, then the state's going to be like, oh, fuck, that works. We're going to use it. We're going to take it. And it's going to be ours. And then other states pay attention to what's going on in your state. A simple thing like uh, fluoride. Fluoride and water. That first originated here in Grand Rapids for whatever fucking reason. It was a dentist here was indicating we need to put fluoride in the water and that's going to help with teeth and uh, tooth decay and everything of that nature. Started here in Grand Rapids and then it just kind of grew. And now as far as I know, fluoride in, is in fucking water everywhere in America. It was a good idea. In my brain, I don't know, like, you're going to talk to some conspiracy people and they're going to fucking tell you this, that, or whatever else. I asked some very innocuous questions yesterday on Facebook about, because I keep hearing shit about George Soros, Antifa, and then the whole defunding police. And I asked people, I said, like, what legitimately, well, like, what do you know about these things? I've done a little research into George Soros and it just seems he's a fucking wealthy dude. He's an old, wealthy man. Apparently he was, from, he was a Jewish person from Hungary. They, they escaped uh, and, and fled to England during World War II. And then they, um, he came to America. And then uh, I think it was like through trading or some shit. I, all that financial stuff I never quite get. I always think it's fucking shady shit to begin with, even if it is legal. And he became super fucking rich. And, but now everybody seems to think he's funding... Horrible organizations for world domination. Very conspiracy-oriented stuff. And I'm like, ah, fuck, man. I just, I don't buy that shit. And then I was asking about Antifa. Like, what do you know about Antifa? Because everyone's like, Antifa is a terrorist organization. And I'm like, all right, well, what the fuck is it? I've never heard of it. I don't know anyone who belongs to it. And from my understanding of what it is, it's all just fucking, it's like an ideal. Right? It's... Uh, we're we're against this, this, and that. And then we already talked about defunding police. So it was weird how I got some conspiracy shit from people. I'm just trying to get, like, real stuff. I mean, you can Google things and, and find out stuff, and then you're going to find out other shit. People, you, know, all the, you get 10 good things, and you're going to find 10 bad things. I, mean, I don't know what the fuck to believe. Whatever. Does any of that shit truly affect me in any kind of way, George Soros, Antifa? Not really. Not fucking really, everybody. 
All right, I got a whole bunch of other shit. This was a good story I saw. I fucking love the story because it kind of blew me away. This happened in Florida. Holy fuck, Florida, you did something good. There's a young gentleman. His name is Martin Folsom. He's 18 years old. He's living down there in Jacksonville, Florida. He just graduated high school. And the super cool thing about him is he graduated high school as the valedictorian. He had a 4.06 grade point average. Apparently he was class president all four years of high school. That's pretty. Fu- that's fucking an amazing thing, right? It's amazing. Good for him. But he did it all while essentially being homeless. Now that's fucking amazing. Life is hard enough when you're trying to deal with school and paperwork and tests and everything else and I don't know, even the social shit, dances and dating and whatever. Now on top of it, your fucking home life is upended because you're homeless. He and his mom, uh, they became homeless because they were escaping her uh, abusive ex-husband who he got sent to the slam for 40 years for, for murder. So then during that time, they were in and out of shelters, including twice during his high school years. Right, says here, they moved around to shelters in five different states for a two-year period of time. That's fucking amazing. So it's great to see that this kid, for whatever reason, I don't know how he did it, he persevered. He's got a lot of self-confidence, self-worth. And he fucking did it. And he is uh, looking to go to uh, the University of Valdosta, Valdosta State. And he wants to become an FBI agent. Good for fucking him. That's pretty amazing. I imagine if that's what he wants to do, he will achieve it. If he's able to overcome homelessness and be the goddamn valedictorian. There you go. I was always very... uh, Leary is not quite the right word, but I was always like suspect of the super fucking nerds who got uh, they got better than an A. A 4.0 is A. How do you get higher? This is strange to me. Like it's a hundred percent. There's nothing better than a hundred percent. And then these fuckers getting more than a hundred percent. I don't, you know, whatever. I was always like a B student. Never really cared, I guess. I didn't give a fuck. But he did. So good for that kid, man. Hopefully uh, we'll hear good things from him. Hopefully we don't hear him in five years from now involved in some sort of domestic violence problem. How how fucking awful would that be? How fucking awful would that be if we if this guy with with such great promise and hope turns out to be a shitbag like his dad? Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Speaking of gross, I hate CrossFit. And you guys do CrossFit? Fuck that shit. Now, I did not know. I was completely unaware. CrossFit is like a um, brand name. Now, I thought CrossFit was just like these lunatics who go to the gym and they flip tires and then they... uh carry someone on their back for five miles and then they do fucking uh, burpees for three hours and uh, then they pick up big rocks 
and they carry it for fucking 50 yards, you know, all that shit. You see that shit on ESPN. They have a Reebok CrossFit games or whatever the hell it is. You'll see it on ESPN. You're watching it. And I'm always, I can't lie, I'm always impressed by these dudes. They seem very, very, um, they're very in shape. Clearly, they have to be. But, you know, they're just doing like a 50-yard dash on their hands. And then when they're done with that, they got to fucking do monkey bars for 300 yards. And then they got to do uh, upside down, they got to do 100 upside down push-ups. Shit like that. It's just fucking crazy shit. If it's ever on... I know it used to be on all the goddamn time, but if it's ever on, give it a watch. But I just thought it was CrossFit. Like, that's what it was. But I was incorrect. Kind of like triathlon here, the Ironman triathlon, right? You're like, oh, fuck, it's, it's, that's what it is. But Ironman is just a brand. So CrossFit is just a brand. And I know it's just a brand because they got a CEO of it. His name is uh, Glassman. Greg Glassman and uh, Greg Glassman's a fucking asshole. I don't know if you guys know it or not. If you guys do CrossFit and you know Greg Glassman, he's a fucking asshole. He could have been a hole of the day if Jason had found this article. He'd be like, oh, this guy is a fucking asshole. And uh, the reason he did is he's a dumb shit. Like so many people. They feel like they need to share their racist or homophobic or misogynistic or anti-Semitic thoughts, and they tweet it out to the world. And again, everybody, uh, this is what you do. I've said this to a lot of people. Uh, just You can write out all that shit. Just don't hit send. You don't need to do it. You can write it in a journal. Uh, you can keep it in a draft folder or whatever. You don't have to hit send. You don't have to let the world fucking know what a piece of shit you are. Ta-da! Fucking asshole. But this guy, uh, the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, apparently they put out uh, a tweet calling racism and discrimination public health issues. And Glassman replied, It's Floyd 19! You know, taking a swing at COVID-19 and then taking a swing at the guy who passed away out there in Minneapolis. What's the point of this, Glassman? Why would you fucking tweet that? Why would you tweet that? Because he's a dumb fucking moron, right? He's just a dumb fucking moron. Uh, he followed it up though. He's like, I need to continue to show that I am a fucking huge retard in, uh, continuing to address the IMHE. He said, your failed model quarantined us. And now you're going to model a solution to racism. George Floyd's brutal murder sparked riots nationally. Quarantine alone is accompanied in every age and under all political regimes by an undercurrent of suspicion, distrust, and riots. Thanks. So there was a, a fallout. There was a fallout, everybody. 
And uh, the biggest the biggest sponsor of, of the CrossFit Games is Reebok. They call it the, the Reebok CrossFit Games. And uh, Reebok tweeted out, and they said, In light of recent events, we have made the decision to end our partnership with CrossFit HQ. We will fulfill our remaining contractual obligations in 2020. We owe this to the CrossFit Games, competitors, fans, and the community. So they were like, uh, eat our cock, Glassman. Eat, eat, eat my fucking cock. And then numerous uh, champions uh, came out and were like, uh, hey, um, fuck you, dude. Uh, the 2008 men's champ, Jason Kalapa, he announced uh, pulling out the affi- affiliation for his GM. We've been an affiliate for more than 10 years, but we can no longer continue along this path. We owe it to our team members and the greater community to stand for something better than what we are witnessing. And so all this shit's coming out. It's coming out. Coming out, motherfuckers. It's coming out, motherfuckers. Do-do-do. It's coming out. Do-do. We don't like you. Um, so this guy... And this is the this is the problem that I have with this guy. Again, it's like, oh shit, shit's hitting the fan. People have figured out that I'm a piece of shit and I'm a retard. Uh I'm I'm backtracking here. So he made a couple tweets. Everybody made a couple tweets. I, the CrossFit HQ, and the CrossFit community will not stand for racism, even though I fucking clearly was making fucking racist comments. I made a mistake by the words I chose yesterday. Yeah, you fucking did. My heart is deeply saddened by the pain it has caused. Now it's it's saddened by the fuck you're losing money, you dumb piece of shit. It was a mistake, not a racist. Not racist, but a mistake. Floyd is a hero in the black community, not just a victim. Well, I what? Okay. I should have been sensitive to that and wasn't. I apologize for that. I was trying to stick it to the IHME for their invalidated models resulting in needless economy-wrecking, life-wrecking lockdown. And when I saw they were announcing modeling a solution or a racial crisis, I was incredulous, angry, and over-emotional. Involving George Floyd's name in that effort was wrong. It's our hope that his murder catalyzes real change resulting in a level playing field for our black brothers and sisters. Please hear me. When I say we stand by our community to fight for justice, I care about you. Fuck you. You care about your fucking wallet. Our community, yeah, you fucking care about money. And I'm here for you. Please don't be. I, I don't need you to be here for me. So uh, he's a huge piece of shit. They're holding him accountable. Huge piece of shit. They're holding him accountable. Huge piece of shit. They're holding him accountable. I hope he fucking dies. So there you go. Do I got any CrossFit people? Do I have any? Do I know any cops who CrossFit? I imagine there's some of that shit. There's probably some overlap there between cops and CrossFitters. My buddy Dave Dyer, he's not a cop. He's a firefighter, and he's fucking all in his CrossFit. Dave used to be a huge tub o' lard. He'll be the first one to admit it to you. And then he uh, started getting the triathlons, getting in shape, and now he's all about fucking CrossFit. He's one of those dudes. He's one of those fat fatties who's now in good shape and he's going to fucking dictate to you how you should be. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, it's gross. It's gross. 
All right, I got one more thing here, and then I'm done. I just thought this was weird because I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about this person. I really don't know much about the sport she was participating in. I find the whole thing very funny. But there is a woman. Her name is Renee Gracie. Do you know it? I didn't know it. She participated in V8 supercars. Do you know what that is? I don't know what the fuck that is either. I have no idea. It's it's racing. There's a picture of her. Uh, you know, she it looks like NASCAR to me. She's got a NASCAR gear on, the helmet. She looks like, um, who was the big NASCAR chick? Uh, Danica Patrick. She kind of looks like Danica Patrick a little bit, right? So she's uh, this girl, uh, Renee Gracie. She's 25 years old, and uh, she was doing the whole racing thing. And uh, apparently it just wasn't working out for her, right? Uh, things in the racing world. Uh, apparently she became the first Aussie woman to compete full-time in the sport and was popular around the track, but it didn't last. And after finishing 14th up at Mount Panorama in 2016, she was replaced as De Silvestro's partner. And that's uh, Simona De Silvestro. So the, the two of them partnered, and it was a historic moment for women's sports. She's going to be this fucking huge-ass driver, right? She's fucking crushing it. And apparently, though, she was just kind of mediocre. I guess she wasn't that great. Kind of like Danica Patrick, like everybody you know was talking her up. I don't know if she ever really won anything. Did Danica, tell me, do I got any NASCAR fans? I'm asking for a lot of fucking audience participation today. But I don't think Danica Patrick ever really fucking did anything in NASCAR. Could be wrong. I don't think she ever did. I don't even think she's racing anymore. But, so Gracie, she was like, well, fuck this shit. Um, I'm not going to do it. And um, what she did is she is now, um, she is on a subscription website called OnlyFans.com. It's an adult subscription website. I guess it's where porno stars go to die. And uh, you just sell photographs and videos. You only see them if you're a subscriber to it. Kind of, I guess it's like a, a pornographic version of Patreon. So that's what she does. She's over there, and she's taking some nudie pics, and uh, she's straight crushing it, though. Everybody, um, if you want to join, you can do it for just nine bucks a month. That's almost double what I charge on my Patreon. Although I'm not sending you nudie pics. But uh, she reported over 5,000 people subscribed to her site. And uh, she's made an, an extra $45,000 in three days. Motherfucker. She boasts 7,000 subscribers, meaning the former racer now makes $63,000 every month or $756,000 a year. That's if everybody sticks around. And fuck, I don't know, maybe she'll get more. I mean, she's a relatively attractive woman, but I don't know. If I can, uh, Danny, you guys subscribe to OnlyFans? I, I would think it would you would just get bored of it really fucking quick. That's just in my brain. But I don't know. She took something that wasn't working out for her, and she's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a hot little chick. And how long can you do it for, too? I don't, a couple of years, maybe? I don't know. She's got 127,000 followers on Instagram. Not a fan. 
but whatever. So there you go, everybody. That's it. That's the podcast for today. I appreciate you guys listening on Monday the 8th. I was trying to come up with a new idea for a new segment. I had an idea. I, th- I want to do quote of the day. Today was a very stressful kind of fucking day. So I had found a quote. Where did it fucking go? It was from, uh, do you guys remember Lee Iacocca? He was, the, he was the automotive dude back in the 80s. His quote was, In times of great stress or adversity, it's always best to keep busy to plow your anger and your energy into something positive. Thanks, Lee. That's good. It's a good idea. I've always tried to tell people anger is an emotion, no different than sadness or happiness, and it all depends on what you're going to do with it, and you can use it as a motivating tool. So, uh, Lee, thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm going to remind you guys a couple things. I'm going to remind you, one, please go like our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Twitter is where we do all the polls. So I'll have the a-hole of the day up there a little later. I'm going to remind you to go listen to another episode podcast. This podcast is your third favorite. Another episode podcast is going to be your fourth favorite. It's Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine. They talk about movies that shape their childhood. You know, so that's movies anywhere from like the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. This coming Wednesday, they always put one out every Wednesday. They're going to talk about the movie uh, To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. It's a uh, drag queen movie. And uh, so who who would be the best guest to have on your podcast? Ginger Ambrosia, drag queen. So go listen to that. It'll be a good time. You can find it on most of your podcasting platforms, another episode podcast. I'm going to ask you guys to go check out uh, alexisarcade.org. It's an organization that helps kids with cancer. They're stuck in hospitals. They got nothing to do. Alex's Arcade goes in there and buys video games and video game systems for them to kind of normalize stuff, give them some distractions that are healthy. So that's a positive thing. That all happens in the Metro Detroit area. Go check out alexisarcade.org. And last but not least, Colby's River Retreat. Go check out that cabin rental place. It's down there where? Tylertown, Mississippi. I know you're thinking, Stu, do I really want to go to Mississippi? And normally I'd be like, fuck no, it's crazy. But uh, if you were to tell me you were going to Colby's River Trade, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Down there in Tylertown, Mississippi, you can go tubing and hiking. And uh, go check out the pictures on their Facebook page, their Instagram page, or their website. It looks really nice, everybody. Colby's River Retreat. So go do those three things. Go like our fan pages. Uh, spay and neuter your pets. Don't need any more pets trying to kill Blue Jays. That'd be great. Uh, spay and neuter your kids. Don't need any more dirtbag kids roaming around. I mean, maybe one day they'll be a valedictorian, but, I mean, what are the odds of that? Truly, everybody. And then, uh, hey, if you guys ever want me to say anything about your podcast uh, or, or business or whatever, uh, let me know. And uh, I can work up a little uh, little uh, sheet with you. We'll figure payment plan. And trust me, dirt, dirt fucking cheap. Dirt cheap. As in dirt. Dirt hay cheap. We'll figure it out. So uh, that's the podcast, everybody. Uh, next freebie's on Thursday. Do Patreon every other day until I go back to work. And you know what? I'm thinking even when I go back to work, I'm going to do my best to try and pound out Patreons uh, as much as I can as well, too. So that's it. I hope you guys are good. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't eat buttholes. All right, we'll see you. Bye.